If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey guys, Michael here. First of all, I want to thank all of you who listen to Minigame. This has been a rough month, I'm sure, for a lot of us. Uh, I just want to let you know that you all truly humble and inspire me. So thank you again. I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy as possible. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Minigame, a podcast about video game stories and why we love them. I'm Michael Ferris. One day, a few weeks ago, I woke up with a heavy, dry cough, and it feels like there's a fat cat sitting on my chest all day and night. I take the next two weeks off of work, and despite my fear of the severity of my condition, I try to make the best of it, surrounding myself with my favorite movies, books, and of course video games. The first few days of quarantine go just as how I would have expected. It basically just feels like an extended weekend, but with the occasional bouts of coughing and wheezing. Games of choice during this time were the 2016 remake of Doom, Apex Legends, and, for some reason, Fallout 76. For one reason or another, all three of these games are unique perspectives on the cathartic acts of violence. Why I decided to play these games during a worldwide pandemic, I honestly don't know. The battle arenas in Doom allow for a symphonic dance of ultraviolence as you barrel through the depths of Hell and Mars, ripping and tearing through hordes of demons who simultaneously worship and fear you. You are the Doomslayer a figure known throughout hell as a figure who brings about a rapture-esque destruction every time you are awakened. Both you as the player and as the Doomslayer effortlessly barrel through the bodies of demons and get covered in gore and viscera. Playing this through quarantine was a mostly freeing experience. Being stuck inside and having a way to vent frustration and fly through open environments. Fallout 76 was a similar playing experience, an open world in which you fulfill mindless tasks and mow down countless feral creatures. The universe of Fallout 76 itself is a Fallout-themed nihilistic playground in which nothing matters and nothing is permanent. Due to the online nature of the game, any mistake or victory can be easily repeated by just waiting for events to reset. Even the climactic act of dropping a nuclear weapon on West Virginia feels empty and pointless, since it just goes away and another player can do the same a few hours later. All the while playing these games, the news app on my phone keeps popping up various news stories about the COVID crisis. More cases being reported, more people dying, and watching Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's dresses of the state have become a somewhat daily ritual. More and more playing these games and just felt out of place and not really fun anymore. It no longer felt relaxing or even appropriate to engage in this level of hyper-violence. I look for more positive games to play to 
keep my spirits up, and I come across a collection of games from my childhood, the Kingdom Hearts series. As a kid, I freaking loved these games, a perfect combination of my favorite Disney worlds and characters and Final Fantasy characters, a series that I was growing to love as a kid. Back then, I mostly loved the adventure side of the story. You, as Sora, explore many worlds in order to find your missing friends Riku and Kairi, and this playthrough of the game brought up a lot of the same nostalgic feelings. It's a lighthearted and fun adventure with funny characters and a kind of annoyingly over-eager protagonist. However, the more I played, the sadder the game felt. Maybe it's just my growing age or playing this game in this weird circumstance, but the game just seemed to develop more underlying themes of depression and sadness. Sora starts his quest on the tropical island in which he and his friends live. It's a beautiful and carefree paradise, but Sora and his friend Riku are not happy there. They have bigger dreams and ambitions, wanting to go into the world to meet new people and see new things. One day, a group of creatures called the Heartless invade the island and separate Sora, Riku, and Kairi. Throughout the narrative, we frequently see comparisons between Sora and Riku's quests to reunite with Kairi. While Sora's story is full of optimism and joy and friendship, Riku's is a story of darkness, loneliness, and power. As the two characters' stories converge, Sora eventually falls to the same kind of depression that succumbed Riku. I know that the story ends on a happy note, but at this point during the playthrough, I stopped playing. The happy, nostalgic feelings eventually died away. In fact, I stopped playing games for a while. I needed to focus my attention on getting better. So for a while, my days just consisted of sleeping, watching old Star Trek TNG episodes, and more coughing. Eventually, I did improve and went back to my job. Since then, news has become more and more grim, and I wanted to distract myself with something calm and low-key, and also wasn't Animal Crossing. Eventually, I found the game that turns out I kind of needed this whole time. The game is called Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk is a game in which you play as a barista in an alternate version of Seattle. In addition to the usual hipsters and writers, you encounter customers that are, well, fantasy creatures. Werewolves, vampires, elves, and the like. Despite the fantastical setup, your encounters with these characters are very familiar. You serve them coffee, have nice conversations about their lives and their troubles. Coffee Talk ended up being the perfect escapism for me in this time, giving me a fantasy world and providing experiences that I cannot get. It's hard to find this kind of comforting small talk in an age where many places are closed or are doing their business at a distance. It's been a while since my quarantine ended, and I honestly have no idea what the future will look like now that states are allowing businesses to reopen. But I will forever be grateful for video games, for providing some comfort during this time, and especially a little bit of escapism. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and healthy out there.
Executive producer of the Lore Party Podcast Network is Abu Zafar. Minigame is written and produced by Michael Ferris. Original music for Minigame is produced by Lawrence Kelly. Follow Lore Party on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. And check out our website at loreparty.com. Subscribe to Minigame in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.